Right now that time, 818. You're tuned in to the WGNS Action Line on this Monday morning, today the 24th of January. And this morning we'll be talking about the Rutherford County School System. And they are actually hiring right now. So I guess just to start off the show, uh, one of the first things we should remind people of, there is a big job fair coming up. February 26, 9 to 11, and that's going to be a virtual job fair. And with us in studio, we have Assistant Superintendent of HR, Andrea Anthony, HR Specialist, Laura Caban, and Employee Recruitment Specialist, Amanda Smith. So I guess first off, tell us more about this job fair coming up. Yes, we have our annual job fair. Last year we uh, had our first virtual job fair, and so we're going to do that again. And any interested in uh, future employees can apply online on the individual school's websites for a sign-up time. And then they will later on have some additional uh, in-person interviews. But it's a great opportunity to uh, get to uh, meet the leadership from the different schools. And we have some really great signing bonuses that our school board just approved for our hard-to-fill areas, which is a signing bonus of additional 4000 on top of the salary that they receive. And those areas would be 612 Math, English, ESL, Chemistry, Physics, World Language, Special Education, Social Workers, School Psychologists, Speech Language Pathologist, and BCBA Board Certified. So we have some opportunities for additional funds above and beyond uh, the regular salary. You know, it's interesting. There's so many different industries out there offering sign-on bonuses for people new hires uh, and that you know that didn't happen 10 15 years ago it, right. it it wasn't the same job market 10 or 15 years ago uh, when did the county schools start offering these sign-on bonuses well it's been several years yeah. um and basically at that time we had seen the need as the universities uh their uh, graduating classes of uh, certified employees had decreased um and so the trend since about 2020 has been a 50% reduction in graduates. Did you ever imagine schools would have to have a sign-on bonus in order to get new employees? No, but it's always changing. So, you know, (laughs) it's interesting. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting though, because we are in an area where the jobless rate is so low and that plays a hand in you know, not having enough people to hire. That's right. And you see it everywhere you go. If you're going out to restaurants, uh, being able to eat inside, uh, if you have drive-through situations, sometimes stores and restaurants have to close just because either they have a skeleton crew and they have, um, you know, maybe someone positive in that group or maybe they weren't able to get enough people in. So it, it's I, I know the industries and businesses are finding challenges also. Yeah, we, we went out to eat at a restaurant this past Friday night, and it was interesting. It was a big, well-known restaurant, a right. chain restaurant, and uh, they had literally two waiters uh, actually waiting on tables. And then, of course, you had the rest of the staff working, cooking food. I, I mean, it was it was wild, and the wait, of course, was longer than usual because they only had two working waiters. That's right. That's right. And I, th- I think you know that's going to be. Uh, something we'll see continue for a while and so here's just an opportunity with our signing bonuses to um, you know um, maybe get some people who are in other districts as our uh, districts are becoming smaller and ours continues to grow every year Uh, it'll be an opportunity for maybe them to come to Rutherford County Schools definitely if you would pull
pull your mic just a little closer to you. But, you know, looking back to the county schools and how they hired, went about hiring in the past, did, uh, did they start doing these virtual job fairs before COVID or was this something that happened as a result of COVID? As a result of COVID, uh, watching the numbers and just trying to be conscientious and make sure that uh, we're uh, providing a safe opportunity to meet our new employees. Are pretty much all the schools in need of staff persons in some way, be it a teacher, a custodian, but are all the schools in need of that? Absolutely. You know, between cafeteria workers, custodians, EAs, teachers, all of the different support positions. Uh, we post those daily on our website. And so it's, there's lots of different opportunities and uh, ways for the community to become involved. And how do the schools go about their hiring? Because let's say, for example, Blackman needs a new high school teacher in biology. Uh, do, do you, does the HR department find that candidate and then they're interviewed locally by Blackman High School, then also by the HR department. How does that work? Yes, so, um, hi, I'm Laura. Um, So the way they do, we post all the jobs on the school district. And um, also, I I want to take the opportunity to also mention that we've created a Facebook page now because, you know, we're trying to keep up with um, the times that we're in. So we created, um, so people that, are always looking into social media. We created a Facebook um, page for the jobs, um, and that would be Rutherford County Schools Jobs. So if anybody wants to look that up and like that page, you'll see any um, upcoming postings that we'll have, any opportunities. So if you're interested, like you said, uh, a good example, if black men need somebody, you can find it there. It'll take you to the website, which is the main, the, the district's website to apply. Um, you'll see details about the, the, the job you know specific details about the job um once you apply it's actually the schools um, each school does their own interviewing and selection um they recommend someone and then our department goes through um, the paperwork and does the background check and checks um, if it's a teacher we check their license to make sure that it meets the requirements for that subject you know school nutrition we do all the background checks for if it's an educational assistant we make sure that they have either um, all the credentials that they need or if they have passed what is called a parapro um, exam that they can actually register with the district we we um, have the um, ability in our in our department to schedule for that and they can come and take that um, as well as one of the requirements as an educational assistant um, and then once we go through everything that we have to check to make sure that they're approved then we let the principal know that they are ready to start at the district um, and then they can start. Now, as the county school system grows, so do the departments within the school system. And the human resource department, it too has grown. I mean, I I don't know how many employees are in the HR department, but I know you have quite a few. But what are the different duties of those who are in HR? Sure, so we have myself that does the certified employment. Um, I do all the license um, checks for the teachers, administrators. Um, I do the... um, just the the follow i do the approval um you know we receive their resignation and um we retirement uh, paperwork 
we do have someone in our office, um, Felicia Bernard, that does like the posting. Um, she does all the posting. So any um, vacancy that we have from retirement, from resignation, uh, new positions that, you know, we, we get because of the district growing so much. She does the posting. Um, she also does um, certain um, of the background checks. She does that. And then Amanda Smith in our office um, that she's here today, she does the background check and she also um, goes out to recruitment fair. She's slash recruiter and background processor. Um, we have in our office also uh, Brittany Alexander who does the classified employment. So that's the cafeteria, custodians, educational assistant, and anybody that's not under a like teacher or administrator. Then we also have um, Kimberly Chandler. She's our front desk person, um, and she is very friendly. So if you call with any questions, she would get you to the right person. Um, we have Christine Marshall that she does um, evaluations. So, you know, as a teacher, you have to be evaluated, um, and th there's um, a, a state program, and she keeps up with it. Um, and then we also have Fran Bowen that does um, FMLA, and she does any leave or, you know, um, if anybody has to take out for um, any sort of uh, medical. And, of course, leave has changed in a lot of ways because of COVID-19. Yes. And I know there's there's new laws, there's new requirements with I guess those who are getting sick from COVID-19, how have things changed in your office for when a teacher has to be out because of a positive test of COVID? Well, definitely it's changed a lot yeah. in the past two years where they're teleworking um, process that we have. We have a policy and an administrative procedure for that. So, uh, you know, we um, have uh, people that, that shows up with students, it shows up with employees, uh, supervisors uh, it's, a, it's a daily occurrence so uh, with those policies um, we're able to you know uh, be able to you know continue getting our substitutes now in big companies out there you, you've got a lot of folks who are in HR on the commercial side of things a lot of them have degrees in industrial organizational psychology for example is it the same within the schools or do a lot of folks in HR have a background in education as well I say it's about split. Yeah. Um, uh, I would say about a half of retirement has been in a uh, teacher role or a administrator role, and uh, the other half have uh, bachelor's and master's degrees. And I'm sure that helps out because if they have a background in education, they're they know what to look for in a teacher. That's right. That's right. So, you know, um, it's also very helpful when the new employee knows that we know who they will be working with and can give them some names of additional support. With all the changes over the years in HR and with the growth of the county schools, I, I guess first, how big is our county school system? How many employees are part of the school system overall? So we, we have, have over 5,000 Over 5,000 Yeah, all together. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the district has grown in the last few years. Um, so, yeah, we have close to, I think, if not a little bit more than 5,000 employees. You know, that's really wild to hear for, for people who've grown up in Rutherford County. You know, they still remember only having like Riverdale and Oakland High School. It, but now you've got so many schools. Was it at, at 40 schools now? We're at 50. We have 50. 50 schools now. Well, and, and if you if you count a virtual school, it yeah. would actually be 51 because mm -hmm. we do have that Rutherford virtual school in case you know, because of COVID, if anybody did not want to go back to traditional 
teaching um, as far as students, you know, parents sending them. So we did have we did open up the virtual school. So um, and that and this way they don't have to be at an, at a building. Now the idea of a virtual school, I understand that was born before COVID, but it just so happened it grew. Coincidentally, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it started around the same time, and and it has grown in popularity, especially for those who have you know the students who have parents who have to travel a lot for work. I mean, there's a lot of different areas where I could see a virtual school being very successful for a lot of students. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, and it has worked pretty well, and I think their numbers are very uh, um, high um, because of the, I, we can see in our department the need of more teachers. So that that has been something that has changed our district in the sense of traditional before. Again, we're talking about the Rutherford County school system this morning, and uh, they are in need of new teachers, new custodians, new everything. You, you have to hire a lot of people. Uh, but one of the, the biggest problems that a lot of schools ran into throughout this whole pandemic is the lack of substitute teachers. How is that looking today? It's still a challenge, you know. Uh, we're up for our, our new bid uh, at the end of the month. It's a challenge. Uh, the different substitute companies, when you call around to the other HR districts in the state, they're all having the same challenges. Uh, people having you know, sometimes the fear of getting COVID and maybe they have underlying health issues or their own families have to quarantine uh, just the everyday lives. So I think the same things that the teachers and the employees experience, the substitutes experience. And so being mindful of that, it, it's a challenge. You know, at the, I guess at the height of COVID-19, we heard news about a lot of teachers who were taking early retirement. They were deciding to leave the teaching field altogether because all of a sudden they were having to teach students virtually. They were having to teach students through web conferencing and Zoom, things that they've never really done before. What does that look like today now that some time has passed and COVID has been here for a while? So I think that that's the reason why we um, opened up the virtual well we had opened the virtual school for certain grades um the first year but now we opened it up to um up to um grade 12. so if you didn't want your child to attend um a school like actually go in a traditional classroom then you have the opportunity to register for virtual school so that was one of the things that you were able to do um during open enrollment and i think you know of course we'll have another one when the school year starts and while i know a lot of teachers may have taken early retirement just because this new way of teaching was hard for them because it was something they weren't used to i understand that you've also had an influx of those coming in wanting to be a teacher from different job fields yes and maybe they never saw themselves as a teacher before but now all of a sudden there's these new opportunities where they can be a teacher so what are you seeing as far as people from other backgrounds, other job fields coming in, and what area of study are you seeing the most of who are coming in saying, I wanna be a teacher? Yeah, so we, we get those calls every day um, about somebody wanting to, you know, that was that was something that I had when, you know, I was young, but I didn't decide to do that, and now I see that you need it, you know, that you guys are in need of teachers, you know, what can I do? So. Um, <clears throat> You know, we have a, a program that's been in with the district for a while, the CTE program. Um, but now, and I think it was after we came here last time, uh, 
our district was approved to be um, and to have an educator prep program, which what it does, it helps you earn your certification when you already have a bachelor's degree. Um, so we've been approved um, at the district has been approved for math and um, science. So if you want to be a math or a science teacher um, from the grade six through 12, you can complete the program with our district while you're hired in our district. And you can also do that even if you're with another district, um, the cost, there, there's, a, there's a, a reasonable cost compared to what you would do at a traditional university, like what you would pay. Um, so that's that's a program that we have. And let's say you're, you're a math, um, wanting to be a math teacher, you would take the requirements of like the praxis, which is an assessment that you have to take to show that you have that contact knowledge. You would take that, once you have those passing scores, you can enroll into this program. And while you're working, you're earning your, your certification to be a teacher. Um, we have that um, available for, like I said, math and any um, 6 through 12 math and 6 through 12 science. We're hoping that in the near future we can be approved with the state for more subjects to help, you know, the district. And I guess really like all, all surrounding because it's not just you don't have to be hired just by our district. Um, it's easier if you are because then you're within, but you can be, we, we have a few students that are in, you know, teacher students that are in that program that are from other districts because we are the only ones at the moment that have that EPP program. Again, this morning, we're talking about the Rutherford County School System and with us today, Assistant Superintendent of HR, Dr. Andrea Anthony, HR Specialist, Laura Caban, and Employee Recruitment Specialist, Amanda Smith. Now, I think, you know, from the outside looking in, one of the really cool things about those who are coming to the schools from outside industries, from different companies, those coming in wanting to be a teacher, the cool thing about that is I would imagine that a lot of them are folks who maybe they don't necessarily need that extra income, but yet they have a love and a passion for wanting to teach others new mm -hmm. things. And I could see where that would be a huge positive to have these teachers, first-time teachers, with just a really big heart and love for educating people. Are you seeing that? Absolutely. And those employees are so excited because they had an excellent teacher or teachers in the past that helped to mentor them, and they feel like that was a role that they are destined to be involved with, and they can bring in the skills of how they applied their degrees and help the students to see the relevance. Are there part-time teachers within the county schools, or is everybody full-time if they're teaching? We have a few part-time um, teachers. We actually have, I think we have two at Blackman Middle. Um, so we, we have a few that those positions don't become available so often because the, the person that's there now, the teacher is there, um, is there for a long time. Yeah. Um, but we do have some, and probably, you know, Anything that would become available, we, we would definitely post it and, you know, invite everybody to, to create an application on our website. And this way they can get notifications if anything meets their, their criteria. At the university level, MTSU, for example, you've got a large number of adjunct professors who are working other full-time jobs. And they're teaching on the side as an adjunct professor because they love teaching. Uh, so is that a program that we could see started in the Rutherford County school system. In other words, 
more part-time teachers, you know, because you said you have about two right now. But is that something we could see more of in the future? Probably so, but definitely because our retirees, they would be eligible to work part-time. And if you had two part-time retirees, they could work out a schedule where they could fill that full-time position. So um, some are doing that now, and some are thinking about, about that in the future. And just as, as the, uh, I guess the positions change, uh, we'll see probably more of that. And how many students do we have overall i mean just a, a rough idea of all the students at all the county schools how many just a little bit over forty nine thousand. Forty nine thousand students you, you know like i said just a little while ago things have changed a lot in rutherford county the growth we have is huge and there are talks of new neighborhoods popping up left and right and with every new neighborhood there's going to come I don't know what the math is, 1.5 children per household, or is it two? Who knows what it is. Uh, But with that being said, we are going to see a lot more neighborhoods being developed. So are we ready for this influx of students that we're going to continue to have? Absolutely. You know, we're growing at probably about 1,100 a year of new students. And um, with us doing our both in-state and out-of-state recruitment, um, we were able to pull in people from all over the United States. And then also Mr. Trey Lee, our um, engineering assistant superintendent, he is working feverishly to help uh, plan the new schools that are going to be built in additions. So it's, yeah. really, it's really hard to believe because it, for those, you know, it seems like nobody's actually from Murfreesboro, it seems like, <laughs> and everybody's from somewhere else. But, you know, in the 1980s, 1990s, the population in Murfreesboro alone was around 60,000 or so. Now we're over 130,000 with our population in the city limits of Murfreesboro, not including Smyrna and all that. Uh, But with that being said, it does look like that pattern of growth will continue. And I know there's a study out by UT that came out a couple of years ago that says the county of Rutherford is going to have a population of over 500,000 within the next few years. I believe it, you know, uh, being born and raised here in Murfreesboro, graduating from Riverdale High you're, School. You're one of the few then. Yes. So uh, um, being here my whole life, um, at that time we had about 20 to 25 schools, and I graduated from high school, I'll, I'll say it, 90. And so uh, I noticed that MTSU exploded about 93, 94, and with that, and then the increased industry and businesses here with their Chamber of Commerce, um, you know, we're bringing in lots and lots of employees, and then uh, many of their spouses are teachers as well. Yeah, well, then you and I graduated close to that same time span, and I know for a fact I can see the growth and I can see the changes that we have had in Rutherford County. And at the same time, nationwide, there have been a lot of changes within schools in the education system. Do you? have any idea of what kind of changes are coming up in the next year and the years to come because of different laws or different changes the federal government has put into play? I know that we will be looking at different ways to use our buildings. We may have to do some different types of uh, scheduling um, to make sure that we are able to maximize our buildings even more than we are now, which which will cause some different schedules and some non-traditional times possibly, you know, for school to be open and closing. Well, there was one point that the county schools, they were talking about having night classes, having day classes, or having Uh, late afternoon classes and and using the same schools just for a different 
amount of students at different times. Is that something that could happen or could we see, all right, well, these students come to school every other day and then you have this other group that comes every other day as well. Could that occur? I think it could. All of those things could come into play. There could be where you could have um, a situation where you might be off for six weeks and then you're on back on and just to be able to uh, rotate uh, enough students in the buildings. Some if I were a student, again, I'd love that. You know? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it, it, it's a cool idea for like sure. It. And I guess with doing something like that, you would have to do year-round schools for the most part. Absolutely. What would you do about sports, though, in, in those cases? It would continue. You know, um, many states do that already. Uh, you just have different times that you're off, and then uh, games continue. Yeah. And, again, a big job fair is coming up. It's going to be a virtual job fair, just like the last one that was held. Uh, with these virtual job fairs, is it harder to meet potential teachers or is it easier because it seems like you know usually it works best to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody standing in front of you but doing it online seems like it'd be pretty difficult it seems to be the opposite uh, because of our nature of our employees that are coming in from all over different states um, and then the technology that's available now uh, you're able to have more people to come in that they are not having to rush to try to come into Tennessee to meet with us one-on-one, -on -one, and then they can set up individual meetings uh, at their own scheduled time that works for their families. We have to take a short break, and again this morning talking about the Rutherford County School System, but when we come back, I want to get a better idea of what the pay scale is in Rutherford County, and how do we compare to other neighboring counties like Williamson, Davidson, and all of those areas? So I, I'm curious to know how we stack up with pay and what that pay looks like over the next, or I would say over the first five years of a new teacher's job. Right now that time, 844, you're tuned to WGNS again on this Monday morning, and we're talking about the Rutherford County School System. So stay with us. More news, more information, and more about the county schools coming up. By growing up in the restaurant business and being always around it, it was just something that was just second nature to me. I didn't realize the amount of work that was involved in it. I, I didn't understand and appreciate all that my parents sacrificed in order to provide for us. And now I'm very thankful and, I, and I'm very appreciative of the foundation that they laid for me so we could teach others to create what they have done to make it more of a legacy than just a passing of the torch. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. Hi, this is Becky Bookner, and I'm just so proud to talk about the veterans in our community and what an incredible gift they've given all of us, and that's our freedom and the right to live in this country, and we're so grateful to them for the sacrifices they've made. It's Commander Chuck, and it's my goal to get you to and from work each weekday around the congestion and all the accidents. Listen for my traffic reports every weekday morning and afternoon here on News Radio WGNS and see real time traffic information at ontimetraffic.net. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. In this salute, we talk to a World War II veteran. Now, I flew 19 missions. I was on our 20th mission, but I didn't finish the 20th one. Dr. Charles Edwin Howard, a World War II veteran. On the 28th of November, we went to Duisburg, Germany. 
We went to Kassel, Germany on the 29th. We didn't go on the 30th. Then on the 31st, we went to Berlin. Now, this was the first time we had fighters escort us. They didn't have a fighter that could carry enough guns to go all the way to Berlin. But we didn't get there. We were diverted to uh, Dalton. Spent the night there. Then the next day, we came back from Dalton. Then in the next mission we flew on a Sunday to uh, Munich. Then we flew to Leipzig, Germany. We went to Nuremberg. It was a hard one. Nuremberg was a very difficult one. We really got shot up in Nuremberg. One plane came in. I mean, he was on our left wing. We were not to the initial point. That's where you start your bomb run. And uh, fighters come in just before you get to that. Quite often, planes, you know, would hit. And I tell you the truth, I was more afraid of that than I was machine guns or flak. Dr. Charles Edwin Howard, a World War II veteran. This has been a salute to veterans on WGNS Radio. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 8.47, you're tuned in to WGNS on this Monday morning. And again this morning, we're talking about the Rutherford County School System, and they are now hiring. And the big virtual job fair is going to be February 26th between 9 a.m. and 11. So for those listening, if they're interested in becoming a teacher or any other position within the schools, how do they log on to this virtual job fair? Um, so you can actually, if you want to first create your application, you would go to rcschools.net and then careers, um, and this should take you from there to create your application. Once you have done that, you can visit, which we have the list of all the schools website, and you can go to the school that you, you're wanting to apply. So maybe it might be something that's close to your house or close to you know where your, your child is attending if you have a child. Um, so you can go, for example, you know, to Laverne High, and on that website, it under on the school's website, it should be a way of uh, instructions on how to register to have a Zoom meeting with one of the administrators. You know, it's interesting you, you bring up that you know you can apply for a school that's yeah. in your area, but I, I remember it, when my kids were in school, uh, and I still have one that's still in school, but they. Uh, I remember having, whenever they had the parent-teacher conferences, a lot of the teachers, I recall them saying, well, I live on the total opposite side of town, and I do that because I don't want to be in the same little area or neighborhood as my students and, and have to interact with them outside the school um, and, and they've just chosen to live on the opposite side of town. Are, are people still doing that? I think more and more they they want to be close to home. Yeah. Um I grew up 
the opposite of that. Um, I grew up in in New Jersey, so I never got to see my teachers outside of school. That's so a, I, big I, area. yeah. But to me, I guess because I didn't have that, I find it intriguing to be able to see, you know, some. I mean, I'm able to see some principals in the weekend at Sam's, and I never thought that that would be possible living in New Jersey. Like it just. It didn't happen. You yeah. didn't never saw them. Uh, you know, you thought they lived there, <laughs> that you because that's all you saw them at. It was in that school. Um, so, to me, I, like be, again, because I didn't have that, I think it's it's pretty um, interesting to be able to teach and live and have your child sometimes be in the same building as you, which is a big benefit to you know um, to have that. And if you don't live in Rutherford County, but you live in a nearby and you want to teach for our district, you can apply to a zone um, exemption form. And um, depending on the school, your child can can come with you and be able to attend the school that you're teaching at if that's something that you would like to do. Even though Rutherford County is growing by leaps and bounds, there is still that small town feeling that we have, which is probably a good thing when it comes to the schools. But before the break, I was talking or asking about teacher salary, teacher pay, how that looks and how we compare to other areas. Well, we're very competitive. Uh, if you start as a with a bachelor's degree and zero years of experience, you're looking at to start out at forty-three thousand. Again, don't forget there's the additional signing bonus, so that forty-three thousand can quickly yeah, be forty-seven thousand. Um, so those are additional benefits, and then you have to look beyond that. Uh, also, with the benefits of a great insurance, um, also many schools where that you can be clo- as close as you want to be to your mm-hmm. house or not, <laughs> um, and then the different growth opportunities within the district. Um, there's both uh, vertical and um, lateral moves that may you know help you to continue in your career and keep you uh, continuously challenged but uh, we are very competitive Uh, we have surrounding school districts that um, uh, we always laugh they um, say we can't offer those types of or that type of um, signing bonus or that right up front for our beginning teachers but you know we know that they are really at the beginning of stage of their teaching they're really learning a lot and their professional development is so great in their mentorship that they receive from their schools and their principals that we want to grow them and keep them long range so we do have a very competitive upfront um you know salaries you know and, and then there's also the issue of safety and when i look at schools in larger cities larger than murfreesboro nashville some parts of nashville for example you've got some schools that are in dangerous areas you don't have that here. That's right. That's right. You know, we like you mentioned earlier, we still have that hometown feel, even though we're exploding uh, and, and building <laughs> everywhere. You can see all the farmland is now subdivisions, but um, we do have wonderful and very safe schools and excellent leadership. You know, I, I think another interesting side of the schools within our area is that the schools, when a new one is built, they're spurring on new growth, such as new neighborhoods. So there's an economic impact on top of just the salaries created by the schools and the schools being built. There's an economic side of it where schools literally are bringing in new neighborhoods. Absolutely. If there's a school, you're going to see a neighborhood very close by or right behind it very quickly. Have there been studies done on that yet? Uh, I believe every single one of our schools have subdivisions that have uh, expanded if they yeah. haven't already been started with the schools. Yeah, because we had like Rockville High. It's the you know the the last one that we had built, and 
it seemed like such a huge high school compared to the other ones and it's already outgrown yeah. <laughs> itself and it yeah. hasn't been out but i think this is their second year is it a second yeah this is the third year yeah so but it's already outgrown so and, and in that rockville area near rockville high you do have a lot of brand new neighborhoods yes. out there and understand that they've had to i guess open some portables they've had to increase what class sizes what what does the future look like for rockville high and what changes will have to be made to accommodate these new numbers well i know they're doing a lot of addition to the elementary and the middle school and then right now we're looking at some additional rezoning uh we've had three meetings so far and we'll be uh, continuing that conversation absolutely this week um just to find other ways to help uh offset the rising numbers and for the new teachers who are hired who get that sign-on bonus how is that paid out to that new teacher well they get two thousand in the fall and two thousand in the spring Uh, and so that comes really timely everybody likes that right before christmas because i know that's always scary especially for like (laughs) big companies because they're fear is well if we give you the sound bonus we want to make sure you stay with us Absolutely. so you have to come up with a good you know formulation for that bonus that's right and that really helps us to be able to retain those employees and it creates that loyalty and when you hear words like a teacher is tenured what does that mean sure so that means that you've worked at the district for a minimum of 45 months um you also also have um like I said before, we have evaluations that the teachers have to go through um, throughout the year, and that means that you have good evaluations that, you know, and, and that affects your classroom, um, the school itself, you know, they, it gets evaluated. Um, so depending on your scores and the time that you've been with the district um, is how you earn tenure. And I would imagine that a lot of people are teaching, and I briefly mentioned this earlier, they're teaching because they have a passion for maybe working with children, or or they have a passion for helping teens grow into something that, whatever their dream is, but help them grow in that direction. So passion has got to play a big role in hiring and, and, you know, retaining teachers. That's right, passion and attitude. Um, You know you have to have that drive, uh, that relentlessness to help them to see the possibilities and even if they're not looking at that way now, to be prepared for what could come. And you have some teachers who, I, I guess, would go into class with that whole attitude of, you know, I'm going in here almost as a, a motivational speaker before these students. And these students look up to some of these teachers as almost an extension of their family because some of the kids who are in school here, they may not have a mom or dad in their household. So these teachers play a huge role in being a role model. Absolutely. You know, they were extension, I know for me personally, when my father worked so many hours, they were extension. And so those role models um, just kind of helped me to solidify my life. And as I've gone on in years, I'm always keeping up with my former teachers just to, you know, uh, praise them for everything that they've done for us. I know we only have about two minutes left in the program or a minute and a half left in the program. In closing, what would you say to somebody out there who has thought about going into teaching and how many open actually teaching positions are there? Well, I would definitely say that it's the best job you'll ever have. I think we talked about that during the break. You you want to find a job where you'll have greater impact uh, with students and to change their lives. And 
even if they don't tell you immediately, then years down the road, um, the impact that you've had on them and even for their children and their children's children. Um, education is so uh, valuable. Um, and I think that, you know, anybody who has that passion for, to see those students a, to achieve should go ahead and apply. And we have openings right now, uh, full-time positions, interim positions. We're getting our growth positions right now. Um, Ms. Caban is uh, starting to post future openings for next year coming up so that our applicants can see that for the job fair. Um, you know, there's lots of opportunities. Uh, and if you have any questions, just call our department. We can help you find uh, where you can be best utilized and, you know, help you to grow in that position. And again, you can learn more through the Rutherford County Schools website. And what is that web address? Um, it's uh, rcschools.net. And you can also follow us on Twitter and as well as on Facebook for Rutherford County Schools jobs. And if somebody Googles Rutherford County Schools, make sure you're finding in Tennessee. Tennessee. Not North Carolina. North Carolina. And I'm sure you hear that a lot. Yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> it's in the wrong place. Anyway, our guests this morning have been from the Rutherford County Schools. They are hiring, and the virtual job fair is February 26 from 9 until 11. And our guests this morning have been Assistant Superintendent of HR, Andrea Anthony, HR specialist, Laura Caban. Caban, you said it right Caban? the first okay, few times. Good. <laughs> and then also employee recruitment specialist, Amanda Smith. And thank you all for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Time right thank now, you. 8.59. More news, including local news and a look at news from around the country with CBS comes your way next.